Hey, if you're shopping for back to school, do it through our Amazon store. That is shop.bradandbrit.com. It does not change the price of the stuff you're buying, and it helps us out. Our Amazon store is shop.bradandbrit.com. Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. Thank you for being part of this, whatever it is. <laughs> Do it, do it till you're satisfied, whatever it is. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's a that's reaching, isn't it? It is for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, we got a lot of things to take care of. I titled for folks who uh, are able to see us uh, below me. I said, "New Taliban, same as the old Taliban." You see, there was this song in the '60s by the Who. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because they got they got kind of lapped as a brand you know al-qaeda came along then isis came along and taliban was kind of shoved to the background on the on the world stage but now they're back with a vengeance right yeah well they're you know they're like i don't know they're, they're like the mustangs kind of always been there and now they've kind of reformulated they got a new mustang got an all-electric mustang you were going sorry you were going I've, been thinking, mustang. I've been thinking cars a lot lately i shouldn't be doing that you went you were going mustang i was going to go with herpes they just kind of stay latent for a little bit and all of a sudden they come out and they they break out and they remind you terrorist yeah, herpes yeah yeah so uh, uh i i guess there's this one guy you know what i'm at the point now where i don't want to bother to, to say names of people because it doesn't mean anything to anyone okay, that's these fine are, these are three-part names of the leader who apparently will be the leader who was around the last time and is a military strategy, what, whatever his name is. And you, you've heard the stories, right? They're, they're quote-unquote guaranteeing that uh, women will still be able to uh, do what they do. And okay. Then, and then, then in the next sentence, it's, uh, but by the way, they're going to probably have to cover from head to toe every fucking inch. You know, it, anything they say, if we've learned anything, for it's, Anything they say is not to be believed. And what what's annoying about this guy, who is the uh, the, the key figure who's uh, supposedly going to emerge here as the leader? All right, I'll give you his name. His name is Abdul Ghani, G H A N I, Baradar, B A R A D A R. He was a, a prisoner, and he right. he he was in jail. And guess what? He got out three years ago. Hmm. Who was the president three years oh, ago? Oh, that's hmm. a coincidence. Bar who was, Baradar. Who was, I, I understand that Baradar means brother. Baradar is yeah. the word for brother in that part of the world. Right. But, but this is the this is the guy that yeah. uh, quote unquote negotiated mm -hmm. for the Taliban, so that we would agree that we were going to get out when Trump set that deadline and, and proclaimed peace in our time, Neville Chamberlain. This is the, uh, um, the so-called Doha agreement that you're hearing so much about. Yeah. The Doha agreement is what, what you're referring to. Right. So, so th this is that guy. And yeah. again, and, and, you know, I, I know we just say the same things just in different form every day it's because the issues don't change. It's just yeah. the date on the calendar does, but, Donald Trump once again proved himself to be the world's worst negotiator. Okay. The world's worst businessman, right? Right. The guy, the guy who lost more money. And okay. And he negotiated this. But Joe Biden decided this was the one thing he was going to sort of agree on that Donald Trump did that he was not going to reverse, remember? Because at the mm -hmm. beginning of the Biden administration, they reversed everything of the executive order. But this is the one thing he stuck with. But the fact that the, the Trump negotiated that and then, you know, Biden has kind of just made it worse here in a way, knowing full well that the oldest cliche of all is time will tell this could turn out not to be so bad. This could turn out to be the correct thing. The, uh, the Taliban is pretending they're saying they want to be part of the world community. They do not want to be thought of as the pariahs that they were in the previous, uh, incarnation. 
that uh, they are not going to do. Uh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, uh, um, pardon all of us if we're a little bit skeptical on that score. Yeah, once this Baradar guy got out, he started. they started really negotiating a lot of stuff behind the scenes. And so that's why they were ready to go, you know, just about four or five days ago. They didn't yeah. have to fire a shot. They already had all these backroom deals to come in with all the towns and everything, and right. everything was already set right. up. There was, there was right. no shots fired. Right. The, the bribes had been paid. Right. The checks had cleared. Exactly. And everything. So um, the, I, I, I don't want to at any level say something positive about this, but you, you almost have to admire their ability to plan ahead <laughs> compared right. to ours. They, they had a little bit, of course they, they knew what they wanted to do and you know, we've just been playing defense for 20 years, but then on the other hand, you could make the argument, you could make the argument that yes, it's been 20 years, but the original reason for us going into Afghanistan was to make sure that that country would not be another launching pad for another 9-11 style terrorist attack. And by that broadest of broad measures, Afghanistan, a success. Now, of course, there are so many other things that you can talk about, but in, in that sense, and, and you know, I almost compare that to the vaccine, which Again, we have a kind of a misunderstanding by right. a lot of people, tens of millions of people, maybe hundreds of millions, who knows, that they think that the vaccine prevents you from getting coronavirus 100% of the time. They think that, or they think that's what it was supposed to do. Of course, no vaccine is 100%. And... This vaccine, particularly developed to mitigate the uh, circumstances that you will encounter should you get coronavirus, which you have a much, much less, an infinitesimal um, uh, chance of getting it compared to people who are not vaccinated. And that seems to be a very difficult concept for for people to understand i mean you know i david i david i i I, brit i told you you know our son david he's got it his wife Mm -hmm. has it Mm -hmm. and uh his temperature is high today it's 102 he doesn't feel well but it's not like he can't breathe he's not in the hospital exactly and is there's no doubt that that because he's vaccinated he's where he is compared to where he might be he's 30 he's 32 um so think of that and then lay that up against what well, what was our mission in Afghanistan was it to prevent another uh, terrorist attack and gee if there was a terrorist attack it would be a mild one no that's that's a bad that's a bad analogy no, it, it, but, but it did that it it it, it kind of actually did that at great cost to the united states well, at well, great cost since 9 11 well, wait a minute what since 9 11 right. what has been the great terrorist threat to america it's been white nationalists and white supremacists right. launching well, exactly attacks. that's been we've got we've got homegrown shit we don't have to worry about the what? import importing well, the shit anymore i mean i guess terrorism is like a, a water balloon you squeeze one end of it all the water yeah. goes to the other and so we we squeezed afghanistan um and uh we did create I'm, I'm going to take the positive view here for, for a second. I and mean, we did create or plant the seeds or build the foundation for millions and millions of people, particularly uh, women, to do things they could have never done under uh, a, a Taliban-style regime. And, and, and they know that. The problem is, the problem is in the, the planning and the execution here the last few few months, and Boy, it doesn't matter. This is the truth this time when they say they are all this way, which is just about every president that we've known in our life is a stubborn asshole at a certain level. They all are. And I guess there's a stubborn asshole contingent that you have to have to run for president and win the presidency. They, they all have it. Every one of them. Go, Trump, Obama, Bush, they're all that way. Um, and it really, really looks like 
Joe Biden, uh, who's digging in hard, but the substance of what he said on Monday afternoon really had a lot of truth in it. It had a lot of hard truth. We keep we keep saying that we want somebody to shoot straight with us in terms of uh, what they're saying about things like this. And I think Biden is trying to foul off, you know, whose fault it is that we've got this fiasco going on right now with the exit and, and tens of thousands of people who apparently we knew of who we should have been shuttling out of that country months and months ago, the translators and the people that really, really helped us because we knew, we knew that they were going to be in danger the fact they dropped the ball on this is just, it's unforgivable. It's terrible. It's horrible. But the other side, as time goes on, if we can get a decent number of these folks out, even if it takes goddamn sending the 82nd Airborne back to, to, uh, to, to get this done, to, to move uh, heaven and earth to secure the people that helped us, and we can get out of there. Well. You know, this is what had to be done. It was, it, 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 we really aren't in a I do position agree, to say, well, it's going to be, it's a forever, it's a forever occupation. We're going to be there, but we can't do it. We I do agree, do but we keep playing the same song over and over again. And, and and if we ever go in anywhere, I don't understand why anybody would ever help the United States. I mean, this happened with the Kurds in Iraq, right? This happened that we, we said, hey, we're going to help you out. They eventually ended up getting slaughtered and we can only do so much. And I'm not saying that that's our intention is to fuck these people over, but people will keep getting fucked over. And it's well, I mean, it's I, I, tragic. I look. You are you're pointing out the the blowback, collateral damage. You know what happens when we turn out the lights for ourselves in Afghanistan. What happens then? And the next spot, I think, which could make Afghanistan look like kindergarten in terms of its uh, actual importance to us and our future and our economy and our relations with um, a country called China is uh, Taiwan. Yeah. Because the Chinese, you know, they've never considered Taiwan a separate country. They've considered it just a, a province that they've uh, been unable to uh, rename yeah. and, and make it a part of communist uh, China. And if China takes the cue from what's just happened in Afghanistan as, you know what, when the going gets tough, the Americans go running. So don't worry. They can talk a big game. They can do, and you know what, this is our chance. Let's make our move on Taiwan. You know, this has gone on for, you know, 50 years of this and they never do anything specific, but they're kind of training over there in Hong Kong, messing with Hong Kong. But yeah. if they go after Taiwan, and decide that they want a, uh, um, a complete ownership and, and they just want to annex that as, as theirs and they do it militarily, what are we going to do? Exactly. What, what are we going to do and, and can we be counted on? And, and if we could be counted on, what would be the ramifications? Do we, would we go for a full-scale shooting war if there is such a thing when you have two countries with, with nuclear weapons and, and, and big egos and, and things of that, I mean, what would happen? Because uh, just one company, one company in that country holds the key possibly to the e economy of the whole world, Taiwan Semiconductor. They're the biggest, they're the biggest semiconductor thing on earth. They're, they're number one. That's it. Uh, the way Taiwan Semiconductor, and if the Chinese take that country, take over Taiwan and nationalize that company as everything else that is in China is in effect a nationalized um, government enterprise, then we're screwed. We're in big trouble. We, we are in big trouble because Intel can't build a bunch of plants in three weeks to start cranking out the capacity that they have. It, it just, so th that's the, that's the end game. Jesus. for us and and i don't even want to be the guy that says you know afghan that was yesterday's new can we move on it's not what happened in the last 20 years it's what's going to happen in the next 20 years well that's that's a bit flippant so i'm glad taiwan, I semi, taiwan semiconductor has total assets of over 81 billion dollars it's a fairly large company 
It's a pretty big deal. They had an operating income of uh, $13 billion in 2019, the most recent time that they reported. Yeah, it's a fairly large uh, well, deal. You're right well, about I, that. I know, but I mean, th those those are just numbers that, that you, yeah. you, you, you can't relate them to anything. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I, I know it's they're te they're a leader. They're the, they're the, they're, they're massive, yeah. Leader. And if somebody starts yeah. messing with that, that does have ramifications right. across the world economy. There's a question about it. It, abs it absolutely does, and um, you know, that's that's just uh, speaking crass numbers there. Um, but you know the the blame game is is on full time, and um, I don't know what's going to happen. I. <laughs> Well, it is. There's no. Big. There's no question. What's happened over the past week has been a certain black eye to the United States in terms of foreign policy, in terms of our our role on the world stage. All of that stuff. I think it's not. It's not been positive in any way, shape, or form. And I'm not knocking uh, Joe Biden. I'm also not praising him. I thought the the press conference was good. I thought he took total responsibility for it. But again, it's a. It's he was handed a shit sandwich and he put a little mayo on it. Essentially, I mean that's there. That that's what happened. This was always going to be the ending to this story. I'm sorry for for 20 years. This was always well, how the story was going it, to end. It, no, it it did it, it did not have to end with these visuals with this. Oh, people uh, falling off bit, of airplanes. Of certainly, objects. yeah. That that's that's right. It, it didn't. No, it, and and you know, I, I know it's not fair to 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 roll back the clock, but. They've been getting advice, the administration, from the military and mm -hmm. from people who have fought in Afghanistan, ex-military, um, for months and months and months. And you've heard it on the news. We all heard it saying that uh, something needs to be done to protect the uh, people that helped us as we get closer to the um, uh, ridiculously made up September 11th uh, drop dead deadline. It's been month and and. Apparently, we just didn't do much, if anything. It wasn't taken seriously. It wasn't a priority. That's the mistake, because had it been taken seriously, it, it didn't have to end this way. It would not have ended this way. Um, it, it it just doesn't need to be that. And uh, I know you. nobody could anticipate that the Taliban would uh, march through the country in seven days and take over everything without a shot mm -hmm. fired. And you know what? It's somebody's job to figure that out. They should have well, known. It's a lot. There, there's entire, known. there's entire agencies actually. There's it's a right. lot of there, people's jobs. We got, to be we got thousands out. of people that analyze yeah. shit yeah. Every, every day. What do they do? Yeah. What are, are they watching TikTok videos all day? <laughs> Maybe kind, they are. By the way, the kind that you watch that are sure. pissing me off. <laughs> yeah. That are pissing me off. Well, Cardi B does some good stuff. Couple, let's take the tour yeah. here. Uh, a Taliban spokesman got a question about freedom of speech, and he said the question should be asked to U.S. companies like Facebook, who claim to promote it while still censoring. Brad, which former American president does that sound like? <laughs> Brit, just that answer, <laughs> which comes out of the original Soviet Union playbook, exactly. going back to the 1920s. The 1920s, they started this with whataboutism. And it did not matter what the issue if you talk about human rights around the world well what what about the way you treat black people the russians would say they we would do that they exactly. would bring that up of course up. they would yeah they would bring that up um but to have these bastards at that moment yeah compare what is going on in this country with freedom of speech as it relates to private companies and and our policies hey Hey, buddy, you don't need to to to, to read our new. You, pay attention to your own shit. Who are you? Right. You can't even. Get the, they can't even get the water and the power turned on. So, why don't you fuckers get the yeah. water yeah, going in, in Afghanistan? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you get the yeah, before you start that? talking? They, nobody can get Facebook in fucking Afghanistan because you guys can't get any internet happening there. Yeah, yeah. What about that? This may be too stupid for us to talk about. Colorado's very own Lauren Boebert, tired of not being the stupidest member of Congress, or at least having you forget that she might be is now back. She is torched for tweeting that the Taliban are building back better. This was a swipe at uh, Joe Biden's economic land. She was roundly torched on Twitter for being such a drive-by piece of garbage, Brad. Representative Lauren Boebert of Colorado saying that the Taliban are building back better while old man Biden twiddles his thumbs. Next. <laughs> Too, Too stupid, stupid for us to talk about.
Yeah, this I, one I, I'll, I'll give you one. How about uh, here's my headline: Never elect a Lee to be your governor. Well, Never elect a Lee. Yep. Uh, and, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee decided that they would elect a Lee as opposed to a Wayne or a Ray, not a Wayne or a Ray, a Lee, Bill Lee. And he's the latest Southern moron governor to uh, sign an executive order saying, hey, hey, uh, no mask mandates, not allowed. Uh, parents are allowed to opt out of any face covering mandates that their local health departments or school boards may implement. Our hospitals are struggling under the weight of COVID, but those hospital beds are filled with adults, said Lee. I, I guess... I guess the news doesn't penetrate into Tennessee that it's not all adults anymore, meaning it used to be just older people. Now it's getting younger and younger, and there are several hundred kids in hospitals, in intensive care all around the country, and I'm sure some in Tennessee also. So, again, it's like if you have to get to the point where you stop because someone is so factually wrong intentionally, yeah. misstating what's going on, then I don't know where you go from there. Uh, Lee's order states that a parent or guardian of a student in K-12 through can refuse to abide by any local mask mandate at school, on a school bus, or at school functions. So here's my big survey question today, right? Here it is, Britt. Which crazy-ass splinter religious group is more of a danger to your health mm. in America. Is it splintered off whack job, so-called Taliban style Sharia law Islam, or mm. is it evangelical Christendom? It, it is, which is more dangerous to, and, and I would obviously the way I'm asking the question you know what I think the answer is because of these people. It is on the front page of our little local paper today. I didn't bring it in here with me. Um, but it's about the quandary that that the, uh, the, the, the hardcore preachers, the southern preachers are having, even discussing getting vaccinated with their flocks. They are afraid to bring it up. All right? And... Just the numbers say that because so many of those people uh, refuse to get vaccinated and they think that Jesus is going to take care of them, that it's God's will, that that's much more of a danger to you than whatever's going on in Afghanistan right now. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's a much more dangerous, dangerous thing. Uh, uh, I meant particular- to... I, Go you ahead. Got it? Did, no, no, I was I was just taking it? a look at it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually snagged it, but yeah, I was I was going to show you this particular story. Dan Lebetard, oh, the former yeah. uh, ESPN radio host, he's now part of this new thing that John Skipper is doing. The former CEO of ESPN, he reminds people that uh, Pat Tillman's life was wasted after 20 years of American failure in Afghanistan. Not only uh, I would point out, and I'm sure that Dan did went into detail on this too. Not only was um, Pat Tillman's life taken, but then he was also tried to use his propaganda, uh, and the the Pentagon willfully lied about what happened to him in battle in uh, Afghanistan. This has been again almost twenty years ago, and people have forgotten the story. But he was killed by friendly fire, and they manufactured some sort of heroic sort of um, narrative about uh, Pat Tillman. His family was lied to, but eventually. The truth did come out that he was killed in a friendly fire incident, but the, they they did not want the government did not want that story coming out per se, and then lied about it. You have a lot of I have a lot of sympathy for obviously the veterans of the Afghanistan war. Some they, they, went uh, back, it, was, it was two generations that fought in this thing. I, I know, but but, but Britt uh, uh, Dan Lebetard, who <laughs> you know he he he's like the Tucker Carlson of sports. Okay, he just says shit. Not quite very fair. often just to say it. Okay. It's not quite fair. There's nobody that compares to Tucker Carlson. I think they even compare any, that's 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 harsh. I know. But but he he does just say shit because uh he's not breaking any news here. He didn't Pat Tillman 
died for no reason back when he died, and people said, okay. Well, it has been forgotten. It has been largely, largely washed over, and certainly the Pentagon would like well, to forget about it. Well. And the, and the NFL just wants you to buy the jersey, Brad. I I, I understand that. But, yeah. You know. Uh, somehow, if you kneel during the national anthem, you're being anti-patriotic. But if you somehow carry the narrative that Pat Tillman was a hero and all this other horseshit, then you're not. You're being perfectly fine, and you're being a very patriotic, loyal American. It's very. It's maddening, and some people have forgotten that entire thing. And a lot of veterans are going to have a hard time dealing with this. There's the story from the New York Times. U.S. veterans uh, view Afghan collapse with anguish, rage, and relief. There are not many wars um, in which two generations have fought on the American side. I don't I don't think it happened uh, in Vietnam, did it? I mean, it went on long enough to where it could have happened in Vietnam for sure, because as we found out on yesterday's Brad and Britcast, Vietnam being the second longest American war. Um, so veterans are having a hard time dealing with all of this, their role in and exactly what happened. And it's going to be, of course, many, many years in addressing the health problems and the PTSD problems and everything else that comes with um, what we did in Afghanistan, which eventually did not bear fruit for us at all. So you can see how the veterans are having a tough time with this. Yeah, well, uh, it's, 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 not, it's not unexpected. Uh, you know, when you're president, you you got to make the tough call. Now, this was a this was a tough call. It was muffed in the execution, but the overall idea, I think, was correct and does have broad public support. And mm -hmm. we do have to we do have to to make the break, and and be uh, more cognizant of what Twitter is saying, what cable pundits are saying. And what an article that may uh, randomly cherry pick some people to say something to get that headline that you're that you're just talking about because we were fucking sick of being in Afghanistan even if it wasn't mm -hmm. front page news anymore we were sick of it the country had moved on the country was over it and. Uh, so Biden makes the tough call. They, you know, the, they, they screwed up in the way that they, they've done it here in the last few days and weeks and months in terms of getting us out. But, but getting us out is, is the bottom line. It is, it is the bottom line. And, uh, you know, we'll see. We, well, a couple of, we'll I, I do have a couple of thoughts on that because you've heard a lot of the, the Trump officials trying to polish Donald Trump's turds on that, and we'll get up get to that in just a moment. This was this was the uh, headline of just a week ago. Some seventy percent of the U.S. public supported a withdrawal from Afghanistan. Seventy percent. You can't get seventy percent of America to agree that ice cream tastes delicious, but seventy percent of Americans on August the 9th, when this particular story that I'm showing now came out, showed yeah. the public. So now, of course, the story and the narrative. Uh, in the anti-Biden media becomes, well, of course we want it out, but the way he did it was so terrible. The way he did it was awful. That's, that's what we have a problem with. Not that he went away from Afghanistan. Now, of course, the Lindsey Graham wing of the Republican Party, no, 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 no. We should have been in Afghanistan until the year 3098. There's no question we should be there forever and ever and ever and amen. He represents a small part of even the Republican well, Party, but most of them are going to settle on the fact that, right. yes, we want it out, but, but old man Biden fucked it up. Right. And, and of course, there is something in between those two yeah. thoughts, yes. which is stay forever, stay forever, pay forever. Or have happened exactly what's happened over the last week, which, of course, the answer is in between that would have been for us to be uh, getting out in a timely fashion here uh, this month, next month, next month after and having planned better to to do it, to get as many people who helped us who deserve to uh, be brought to this country um, and and given an opportunity. Maybe they don't want to come to the United States. There's lots of other freedom-loving countries around the world that I'm sure will uh, open their arms. There aren't that many. You know, th this isn't 10 million people we're talking about here, no. right? We're talking about, what, 60, 100,000 no. or so that they've, they've targeted and named, and, and, and they're on lists. Everybody knows who they are, apparently, and have known for a long time. We've known the names of the translators and, the uh, 
the civil servants who who were uh, were were helping us, and so I guess in the the uh, fractured world of cable news and 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 cheap seat politics, you you get the uh, yeah we should stay forever crowd. God, who are those people? That's Lindsey. <laughs> it's Lindsey Graham. That's 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 essentially yeah. who it is. Yeah. Um, Boy, that guy has some issues, don't you think? He got some if, massive could, issues. I think there's just a but, lot of stuff and, from his childhood he never yeah. dealt with. Yeah, and from his adulthood that he's not dealing with. And you know, we, you, no, we okay, I didn't we, say anything wrong. Did I say anything wrong? No, you didn't said I say anything wrong. You got, Lindsey Graham and I grew up within 35, 40 miles of each other. I mean, like yeah. I mean, at different times, obviously, he's a little bit older than I am, but we grew up in very close to, and I'm. I think I'm about as tenth as fucked up as that guy is. I mean, I got my issues, but Jeepers Creepers. Okay. I, uh, boy, I, I don't want to say. So. <laughs> um, this particular one yeah. I thought was interesting. With economic assets to secure, this is an Al Jazeera story, so consider the source. With economic assets to secure, China embraces the Taliban. This is going to become the next thing, as you see governments recognizing this government as the legitimate ruling government of Afghanistan, whether it be China or whoever it might be. So that's right. going to be the next challenge right. right there. Well, everything, everything is a proxy for everything. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we've, we've propped up the, uh, the economy of that country, whatever that consists of and, and have uh, been the, the military protectorate of Afghanistan for, for 20 years. So, uh, uh, as you know, and by the way, I'm the uh, person who uh, originally said this many years ago. Nature abhors a vacuum. I came up with that. That was man. Me. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> How did you and, get that? Yeah, yeah. So when the United States goes, and by the way, this is another one I came up with. You might hear a giant sucking sound <laughs> as uh, the. As I recall, Ross Perot was the one who came. Was the guy who popularized that more than anybody. You know, you know, if you're not going to allow me some space here to, uh, how should we say, borrow <laughs> phrases, this is not going to work. This is not going to work. All right, so so we leave, and uh, I mean the the uh, um, the shit isn't even dry on the sand of the people who are fleeing the cities and trying to get on the airplane. I mean, it's still it's still warm. It's still warm shit there, and here come the Chinese. Uh, who who uh, never miss an opportunity when they see an opportunity, as opposed to he never miss they never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Well, which again another original phrase of mine. Well, we're playing uh, this. And, we're playing and, and this again. There, but but this, Afghanistan they, is a is a mineral rich yeah part of the world. There's lots of shit to dig out of the ground to help fuel your industry mm. and. Uh, for all I know, and I don't know what's in Afghanistan, they may have all the crap that goes into iPhones. I don't know. They might. It could be one of those things. And and boy, and here we go. So if China says, we'll help you dig it all out, we're there for you. And China obviously doesn't care one bit, one bit about whether every woman in Afghanistan is, is wrapped up like a mummy oh. except for their vagina and they don't care which uh, can be abused a few times so they keep having children it's true little talibans if they never ever get an education if they never have any opportunities they the china doesn't care about that they're they're in a form of that business themselves so they don't care they're not into, they're not into the human rights thing okay now, we talk a good game and very often we do it but we're way ahead of china still on on human rights and so if they see an opportunity, they're there. And that's, well, that's what that article is. So well, this is, guess this what? is very we, similar. We, yeah, is, yeah we can go similar. to war with China uh, over uh, minerals, over no. uh, stuff. No. That's what we'll do. Uh, I don't it could think be that's the next big fight. We don't that's know. That's not going to have broad support, I don't think. I don't believe that's going to have broad well, support. Well, I'm, I'm not saying a an actual war war, but mm -hmm. in, in, in terms of uh, something that, uh, could be part of uh, negotiating, say, with uh, the tariffs that we still have in place. Because remember, it's not as if if uh, uh, Biden suddenly lifted all the, the tariffs that Trump threw onto China. They didn't all go away. No. Most of them, they're still there. 
So there, are, there a, are things to, to talk about with them. And this, this is very this similar to what happened when we pulled it. This is the China replaying what happened when we pulled out of Iraq. And a lot of people said, well, you know, the Iraq, the Iraqis will sell their oil on the world market. And China went, no, let's make a couple back deals. And they did. They, they immediately went to the guys in Iraq and said, we're, we're going we're gonna to go around the normal channels and we're going to wine you and dine you over here in Abu Dhabi. And we got a couple of hotels that we built, and we have people that can speak your language with the correct accent. So it, it, it's basically China replaying exactly what happened at the end of uh, the Iraq War. You just substitute oil for minerals, or minerals for oil, basically is what you do. It, when it comes oh, well, to that's this. a that's a pleasant thought. I'm glad you brought that up. I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> I want to. You know what? I, I want you. I want you to talk now about how proud you must be today that your favorite NFL team, the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, they are the first ones to step forward and say, fuck this. You want to come see a game in Las Vegas in our new stadium, the one that we built two years ago, three years ago, that had nobody last year. We had no attendance. It was empty every time because of coronavirus. You want to come this year? Get your ass vaccinated or you can't come in. That's just it. And and But but I, I hate the fact that they say, well, if if uh, if you're not vaccinated, you can come. But we have you have to get a shot right there on the spot. Wow. And then wear a mask. OK, wow. they're making that that little provision. So, you know, it, I, I wish they just said no vax. Just get the hell out of here. But I guess from a, a, a purely humanitarian standpoint and what's best for the community, they're saying that it's probably worth letting in a few people who aren't vaccinated to get them vaccinated. And then if they're in a, in, in the, uh, the crowd outside around a bunch of people who are vaccinated, but they're masked, they're not much of a danger to anybody. So that's worth the gamble. So, you know what, I'll give them a pass on that policy. It's well, kind of humane. But you wonder if the you wonder if the Yahoos out in Nevada, the crazoids, the right wing Republicans are going to be like, no, 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 we're not going to allow you to do that. We built you a stadium, and you can't do it. You got to wonder if that's going to be the back. Now it hasn't happened yet, but I don't. Clark, it's not going to happen though. And Clark you, County, you, you they can. can be they can be pretty stupid. Clark County too. Yeah. Well, um, it's, it's basically a Democratic county. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a heavy unionized Democratic county. I mean, that's how. How do you think Trump? lost that yeah. state he lost nevada remember he didn't win speaking nevada. Of, well it, it, was, it was a bit of a contest but as you could say speaking of donald john trump who as he tries to portray himself as a mix of franklin delano roosevelt john kennedy and harry truman it's so unfortunate that video and tweets and documents still exist the video of trump gushing about handing ha afghanistan over to the taliban who would then kill the terrorist brad that does exist and it is being unfairly put out by the media to hold donald trump accountable for stuff that he said <laughs> see <laughs> trump trump is not the president now okay and if if you not you but but anybody has not been able to at this point pack up almost every statement he made about everything and put it into the uh, brad and brit description for the last five years of Everything that Donald Trump says is, this is what we said. We said, it's a lie. It's a distortion. Mm -hmm. It's fact-free, and it's only designed to help him get reelected in 2020. Everything, and, and so what you're pulling up there, I don't know when he, he said that, what, last year, a year ago, year and a half ago? I'll get you the um, timeline on that in just a moment. Yeah, but again, yeah. As, as he goes around now saying that he never yeah. said anything of the sort. Right. And, 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 and so here we go again. So there's actual video of him saying something, and he's going to claim that he didn't say it. And uh, this I, was, I guess Brad, just, Brad, this was all the way back last February, February of 2020. Wow. Well, yeah. So, so, wow. Yeah. Long yeah. time ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that being said, and that's all true, okay, and America – that's on you for electing him president, okay? Uh, knowing what he was and what he is and what he always will be. And the, uh, is there any reason to believe now? Again, the, we, can, we can talk about this almost rhetorically. Is there, was there any reason to believe when he was saying things like that, that there was any 
truth, veracity, goodwill, good faith behind what he was saying? The answer is no, because that was early in the year. That was as the coronavirus was emerging. That was the same coronavirus that he knew all about for many, many weeks, maybe a couple months. And the uh, picture that I saw that accompanied the uh, comments about Afghanistan from, is it February of 2020 or March of 2020? This, this is the, the, what I just showed you was February 29th of 2020. So it's right. Okay. Before. All right. Right. So, so that, that picture that a company has him stand there with Anthony Fauci mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I think Mike Pence. So that was clearly at, at a coronavirus briefing. One of those just absolutely outrageous fuck fests. Well, he, he where, was, this he was, was actually the one where he announced, I think the first death in the United States from, from COVID. Yeah. Yeah, so he has uh, Fauci standing there with Mike Pence behind him and uh, Robert Redfield, who was Redfield, the uh, head, you know? I believe, of the, the uh, he was the CDC guy. CDC? Then, right, right, right. Uh, so somebody must have asked him a question about Afghanistan, and uh, he, he slipped that in there. He goes, and, I will be meeting personally with Taliban leaders in the not-too-distant future, and we'll really? be very much All hoping right. that they will be doing what they said they're going to be doing. They will be killing terrorists. They will be killing some very bad people. They will keep that fight going. February 29th, 2020, Donald John Trump Sr. So, that is so fucked up. <laughs> this idea. That, just, I just want to think about it. So this was, what, in year 19? In year 19, since uh, September 11, 2001, and Trump, again, with a straight face or whatever kind of face you think he has, stood there and, and said that, that he, the great deal maker, would be able to sit down. And of course, it is true that he did sit down with Kim Jong-un and he tamed him. Kim Jong-un gave up all his nukes, right? He did. And he surrendered. He cried. Uh, Putin, Putin, changed, Putin changed his style of, uh, of operating, didn't he? He did. He did. I mean, he's tamed all the, the great dictators. So uh, uh, only the great Donald Trump would be able to sit down with members of the Taliban who we kicked out of the country, just basically beat the shit out of them and mostly kicked them out of the country. But they weren't dead. They were just gone. They just left. They, they, they just went away because of the uh, the firepower that, that, that we, along with uh, some Afghanistan military members, secured the country. But they didn't go away. And they didn't change their ideology. And they didn't change their attitudes. And they didn't change their plans for the future. And the thought that a United States president would be sitting down, sitting down with a terrorist, what is going on there? Mm-hmm. But why did that go by without anyone saying, you know, presidents don't sit down and negotiate with terrorists, especially sitting down with terrorists who have vowed to be part of uh, creating a sanctuary to launch terrorist attacks on the United States? At least that's what they were doing the last time they were in power. And for you to sit down, so you're going to take their word, this is what, a, a year and a half ago, February 2020, that they're going to, what, quote, kill the bad guys? What What is he talking about? What was he talking? Who were the bad guys? Him. Wait, who were the bad guys? The Trump administration. They were the bad guys. No, no. Who, now, who in did, his way, in his in his mind. But who who did he think that the Taliban was going to kill on behalf of us on behalf of peace in Afghanistan. What is there a third or a fourth group we don't know about there? <laughs> huh? Mm-hmm. That is so crazy. That's so nuts. And I know he's not president anymore. And he, he, he's just gone, but he's not. And I know this isn't about, well, you don't say your name, but Biden, you're just trying to put it on Trump. No. But a little history doesn't hurt. A little history doesn't hurt in this case. I'm glad you brought it up. Because it's important to know that these seeds were planted. Because it's very clear that if the Taliban was watching TV that day, and we know they were, we know they were. And they saw Donald Trump say that. And then you saw the subsequent, quote-unquote, negotiations 
within a few weeks. Well, that was the cue for the Taliban to start putting in place what you've now seen come to fruition over the last week, 10 days. They had it all planned out how they were going to make sure that the money got paid to the right people to, to go away to the government. We'll take care of you. Here's some money. You can get out of the country. Do what you want. Just get away. Don't fight us when we walk into your cities. We're going to take over this country almost without firing a shot. And that's what they did. Think about that. They managed to initiate and finish a bloodless coup mm -hmm. in Afghanistan. Hell, we had more blood on January 6th, 2021 in Washington, D.C. Yeah. at our Capitol building That's true. than they had at their presidential palace three days ago. It's true. What is going on? Mm -hmm. What's going on? So is the, the, uh, the, the nuts and bolts execution of the last a week or so of getting our friends out of there and getting all American citizens out. Has that been a mess? Has that been a fiasco? Has that been just an inexcusable blot on Joe Biden's uh, resume and his place in history? The answer is yes, but the test of time will be you know, what happens after this, because this isn't the, the beginning and the end of history. This is just another moment. It's a terrible moment and you have to feel horrible for, for people in that country, there are clearly there are clearly a lot of really good people. Absolutely, in Afghanistan, and I can remember. I'll tell you what I can remember, since uh, we're we're getting close to the insufferable specials coming up. Where were you twenty years ago? Shit that we're gonna have to tolerate. Um, but but uh, we went to New York uh, a couple weeks after September eleventh with WBT. Mm -hmm. And we intentionally ate at a couple Afghan restaurants. Really? In 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 Manhattan. Yeah, because, you know, there's tons. There's, yeah. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, New York is a very diverse city. Huh. They have a lot of ethnicities. So a lot I, of furners? A lot of furners up right. there in New York? Are there? A lot of furners. They, they come to, New, to, to the United States and they, they stay in New York. This is this is a, a, a big secret, but it's <laughs> yeah. true. Anyway. How many people know but, it? But uh, we ate in a couple of, of Afghan restaurants restaurants with with people who'd lived here for for a while obviously but they were from that country they may have escaped during or around the time that the soviet union had their little 10-year adventure right there and they got kicked out and they 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 pulled back there is a piece today i saw it before we started it's on reuters uh mikhail gorbachev he's 90 but but clearly has all of his marbles and um of course he he's saying well, we, we learned our lesson, um, and he was surprised that the Americans went on as long as the Americans did with what is uh, an impossible part of the world to to uh, run, to tame, to fight in. Uh, shouldn't do it, uh, but that's Gorbachev. But anyway, I, I just I just recall the, the 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 warmth and the decency of the few Afghans that we met who had already come to the United States this is 20 years ago. Um, and I'm sure there, there are a lot of them who would do very, very well here. They would be, you know, the, when these people come to the United States, they're the best Americans we've got mm -hmm. almost every time you can just about count on it. We just got to get them here really at this really point. Can. That's the problem. Yeah. We just got to get them just, here. Just, just got to get them here and, and, and get them, uh, out of there and uh the mechanics over the next few days are going to be just just extraordinary but it's it's very clear that that uh, had the planning been better we really could have done this in a uh, more measured reasonable intelligent gradual way uh moved uh, uh you know 500 to a thousand people a day with with no drama and uh before you know it in a couple months you've got you know, just about everybody that wants to get out uh, getting out but instead um you know we we have this we have this this terrible terrible mess so there's there's no other way to uh there's no other way to spin it um i uh i mean, I, I just shudder i just shudder to uh to watch the uh watch the events 
unfold uh, as they do. By the way, uh, did you did you see the the uh, cheap shot that? Uh, and I know you're going to be surprised at it. Ted Cruz, the Ted Cruz, the the uh, the titan of cheap shots, mm-hmm. right? The titan of cheap shots for no particular reason. Uh, he decided to attack the uh, one reporter who, if she isn't standing out from all the others, would be certainly in the top two or three. That would be uh, CBS and CNN's uh, Clarissa Ward, who I don't know what they made her out of, that she doesn't give a shit where it is. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit how much her life is in danger. She's there. She's in the middle of it, and she is face-to-face. She is face-to-face with these people. If you've seen her reporting the last few days, if you're not shaking your head in admiration, then you don't have a pulse because she's talking directly to these Taliban guys. And at any moment, one could just pull out a gun and just kill her and her crew. We shouldn't forget the people that are with her. You know, she's obviously got several people who are uh, trying to protect her and, 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 and people who are running the, the, uh, the sound and the video that you're seeing. So they're, they're equally as courageous as she is. But for Ted Cruz, for Ted Cruz to uh, jump in there right now, and here's my theory that on Ted Cruz, the, you know, this opportunistic piece of shit, okay, um, he knows that the people who he wants to reach, the Fox people and the uh, primary voter people of 2024, if he's running for president, they don't even know who Clarissa Ward is. They don't watch CNN. They don't know about it. So he can spin anything he wants about someone that they really don't know about and don't understand. And and say that, you know, what, what, what did he say about it? Like, she's never met a dictator that she didn't like. There's never a, been a bad regime that CNN won't prop up. Just some kind of bullshit. And you want the truth here from the other day? I noticed this. This is a fact. This was on uh, uh, Friday night and into Saturday. There were two networks of the three major cable news channels that had people on the ground in Kabul. They're called CNN and MSNBC. And you know what Fox had? Nothing. They had nothing. They had some guy in Jerusalem narrating video from Sky News or, or some British video that they had because they didn't they didn't have anybody there because they're too busy with people in this country tracking down people who are pushing critical race theory and they're too busy tracking down people who are standing up for their freedom to not wear masks and who attend school board meetings those are the real people that you want to be covering and you want to use your manpower if you're going to spread it around the world but to have somebody in Afghanistan over the weekend, oh, a little busy for that. They're probably there now. I'm sure they are. But maybe they decided not to try to go in. It probably wasn't a good idea to try to fly direct from uh, London to uh, Kabul on 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 Saturday. I don't think the uh, the flights were probably running anymore. This was the uh, this is what he said. Is there any enemy of America whom CNN won't cheerleader won't won't cheerlead rather in mandatory burkas no less? That was the tweet from Ted Cruz to which he's getting roasted, including. CNN swiping at him for running off to Cancun. This is such bullshit because when Fox has had people overseas, just like the other networks, I know that one foreign correspondent, Amy Kellogg, she's been around forever. May have Mm -hmm. seen her. Mm -hmm. I've seen her reporting from the Middle East and I've seen her with the headscarf on. They all do it. They all do it. But that doesn't matter. The facts do not matter here. No, they don't. When you're trying to score some cheap points, from outside the three-point line, you say anything. You just say anything snarky. Uh, 